ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the People's Choice Podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. Hope you enjoy this episode as much as I'm about to enjoy it. Please check out some past content. You know, we're also available on audio, of course, for some of my subscribers that don't know that, which is crazy. I've had people message me say, oh, you're on, you're on Spotify? Like, of course. <laughs> but it's all good. And I got a really special one for you guys here today. The interview was so nice. We had to do it twice, man. I got <laughs> Ultimatum back here. These guys have him on the show from episode 61. We had so much fun talking about it. It's my first three-way, I think, podcast that I've done with a band. So now we're back here again. We got Brendan. We got Cam here. We're going to be talking about their amazing music, upcoming um, album. We also got singles we're going to be talking about and a lot more. I mean, we had such a good time last time. So please, welcome Ultimatum. <laughs> up guys <laughs> how's it going alvin thank thank you so much for having us back we uh we loved it like you mentioned we loved it the first time great conversation so we really appreciate you having us back yeah no problem man i mean like i said you know a little off camera i was so excited uh when i got you know you guys message i was like yeah let's make it start right now and i was like oh wait um check my calendar <laughs> you know just trying to yeah. stay busy and stuff man because yeah we had such a great time last time uh, you know getting to know you guys coming all the way from thunder bay for uh all my new audience that doesn't know yeah, you guys come from thunder bay canada you know so it's really cool as i try to take over the world you know like i, I mentioned one of my podcasts before I'm, like, I'm trying to get people from all over the world all over here so it's really cool absolutely yeah it's we're uh for people who didn't see the last podcast, yeah, Thunder Bay, it's it's northwestern Ontario, Canada, and it's we're kind of isolated in, in that respect. It's about 110,000 people within Thunder Bay, but then it's like an eight-hour drive either way to kind of hit any other city, <laughs> like bigger city, And we're but we're only like about 45-minute drive from from the States, actually, so we're pretty close to uh, to the States in terms of the border and everything like that, so... It's uh yeah, it, it helps because it allows us to really kind of harness that creative energy being that kind of a smaller to medium sized city because we're able to, you know, kind of get together, especially in the winters. They're so long and cold. It helps to have the studio here and <laughs> be able to kind of lock ourselves away to some respect and, and just kind of focus on creating new music, new ideas. So I think it honestly helps kind of coming from from a smaller city um, in terms of creativity. Yeah, definitely. And you can definitely hear that in you guys' music, you know, how creative you guys are. And that's one thing that you guys uh, mentioned that you really love about your music and what it represents is that you guys try to make sure you don't sound like no one else. You've got your own unique sound. So I, I wanted to ask about um, your creative process. I know we touched a little bit on it where you was like, you know, sometimes like the, the challenging thing 
could be trying to mash everything together. So like, what are some of the steps that you guys like to to take when it comes to creating, let's say either it's going to be a single or an EP or an album, like so what's some of the creative process that really gets you guys going and either Cannon or Brendan, you guys could start. I, uh, did you, you want to go ahead, Brendan? Yeah. Yeah. When, when it comes to creating anything, I think just letting it flow is the most important aspect of it. Cause you know, if you over, if you overthink something, it could literally just ruin it for the most part. If, uh, letting it for, for, uh, I could just speak for myself in this part, just letting it flow and just listening to what everyone else is doing in the band and then creating on top of that to complement what they're doing, I believe is probably the, uh, most, the most practical approach, you know, just letting your thoughts flow freely onto your instrument. Yeah, that's a good point. Like we don't, to Brendan's point, we don't overthink things or try not to, especially in the early stages of the creative process. We just kind of, I think we're all inspired by one another. Like we, we get in that space and especially Brendan and I and our producer, Russ, um, mm we meet regularly every Saturday nights in Th Thunder Sound Studio, which is our studio in Thunder Bay. And, uh, you know, we're very fortunate to have that place to go and uh, have our own producer and um, who's a part of our group. And uh, we try to just like, you know, not shoot down any new ideas. Like our, our goal is to always write a new album that's very different than the last, but maintaining our signature sound, right? Like that signature ultimatum sound that people that people i guess know about us so we want to retain that but we want to also explore new territory so sometimes it's very comical at, at, at first because we we can come up with something that sounds just totally unique and and kind of exciting right because it doesn't sound like anything else and then we just like building blocks we just start to kind of build on those ideas one one after the other right and it, and it's cool having like you know brendan and i we you know inspire each other musically so we're able to kind of if, if sam or singer sends us an idea or whatever um or we just kind of build on an idea at the studio then by the end of the night you know between brendan myself and russ we have a fully finished song that's like a brand new song right which is cool because we get to go you know listen to it and critique it and then go back to the studio and build on that right so we're fortunate in the sense that we don't have to honestly pay for studio time. Like we have our producers, a part of the family because um, it allows us to um, not have to be fully prepared and go to the studio and get it right. The first time it allows us to make mistakes along the way and then just build off of that. Right. So I think that really helps our sound kind of develop into what it is today is that ability to try things, fail, try them again and not have to pay ridiculous fees for studio time right so oh yeah yeah it is yeah. it's ridiculous like i i don't know how much the, you know they would charge you know if they're in canada but yeah over here in, in especially in north carolina man that's the number one complaint from the independent artists that i talk to and they're like man studio time is ridiculous man <laughs> so yes yeah. definitely yeah. a big plus you guys got that totally sure. we, we've, we've done that like we like brendan and i and the rest of the guys we've done you know, a few different studios prior to landing in Thundersound in our teen years. And, um, and it was, yeah, like, so we, we have a different appreciation for what we have now too, because we did that. Like we, you know, we paid, you know, a certain dollar value for X amount of time to create three singles. That was just, you know, ridiculous. And then when Russ heard that our producer, who's also James's uncle, our bass player's uncle, awesome. um, he heard that and he's like, I can do that for these guys and I can probably do a better job than, than they're doing. And, you know, you know, help them kind of craft their sound, right? And um, and the goal was just to make us sound better live, like so we could hear ourselves back. Like that's what Russ thought we were trying to get out of that 
that relationship is just to be able to hear ourselves back to, you know, critique ourselves for our live performance. But then we ended up making albums together and taking on a whole new life, which, like I said, it's it, it helps the appreciation we have for, for having him and having the studio. And we try not to take that for granted. Right. So. Definitely. And speaking of, uh, of singles you're uh, mentioning, the last time I had you guys on the show, you were, if I'm not mistaken, they either just released or was just about to release uh, In My Blood, the single, which was just awesome. I love that song. But let's talk about your other singles since, you know, we yeah, last had you guys on here. We've had from uh, Run From You and Upon Yourself. Can we speak uh, some more about like those? Um, and I guess we could dive a little further deeper into uh, In My Blood as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I can go first and then Brendan, because yeah. I think we'll have two different viewpoints on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the In My Blood um, single was was the second single we released, and it's also the title track of the album. The album's called In My Blood, uh, and it's going to be that artwork. It was created by a local artist, uh, Bianca, who's yeah. Shout amazing. Shout out to Bianca. Yeah, when I was letting her know about the uh, the interview, and I, I put her uh, the graphic in there, she's like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, amazing, amazing. Yeah, she's an awesome local artist. She actually did the um, the last album, too, Born in the Afterglow, the artwork. Mm -hmm. Um, and then she did this one as well. That's going to be released any day now. <laughs> and, uh, um, but yeah, no, it's, um, run from you, um, was, was exciting because it was just so different. It was very techno infused, up tempo, dancey rock track with Brendan's, you know, crazy beastly drums over top. And, you know, I tried to put some soaring guitars over top too, to kind of match the techno. So it just, it's just di very different, right? And that was a that was a kind of a comedic one to come up with because it was just so different than anything else that we've done. Um, so I was very excited about that. And that was the first track that we actually started working on out of the 10 that are going to be on this album. And uh, it was just a really good kind of window into what this could be. And we were all, you know, really excited about it. And we wanted to keep that same kind of thread throughout the whole album of up-tempo dance, rock, um, with just different elements infused into each song, but keeping that tempo kind of high. Mm -hmm. um good album to kind of like work out to i guess right like in terms of that high energy piece and um I but the, was the only one that was really run into that song too on the track yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's and, and that's what it's designed for honestly and then you know the um in my blood piece is more of kind of like that radio friendly kind of like up-tempo driving rock anthem right that's very hooky like what sam's got in the chorus it's very uh, kind of melodic and really really hooky like it's an earworm so we, we had to release that one too as a single i feel like mm -hmm. and uh and then upon yourself was 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 is honestly one of my personal favorites on the album um just because it has such a like a i don't know just like a heavy but beautiful haunting feel to it but it's also very dancey right so it's and the chorus is probably uh, in my opinion amongst the most catchy on the album um i know we all have different viewpoints on that but i i just i just not necessarily like like I love all of the songs in the album, but I just thought those three were a decent representation of the collection of ten songs that are going to appear on the album. So I just we wanted to get those out there, and we wanted to get that feedback from you know our listeners and the public just to uh, just to kind of gauge how people feel about it because we're we were very very excited about you know sharing these songs with everyone. And um, but I know Brendan has probably a different point of view. So. <laughs> yeah well when i when i sat down i was creating these songs with cam and russ and the other guys obviously there too i i, I was coming from the vantage point of what what would the audience think of these songs like what would want to get these people in into these songs right so it's like well it's like you got to have that steady pace like a dance like a dance anthem you gotta have that steady pace in these songs and that it really challenged 
me as a drummer to infuse the style I had from previous albums into a dancier feel. So it uh, it just pushed my drumming to a new level. It pushed Cam's guitar to a new level, Sam's vocal work to a new level, and James's bass work to a new level because we were all trying to achieve a specific sound that would match what we had envisioned for these songs. And to, like, to branch off of Cam's point, the songs that we have released as our singles really infuse the way we were looking at these songs. And... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just been a great journey. That's yeah, it's been good. Definitely, and it really has been a really great journey. And I just listened to those songs, and I was like, man, you know, it's really good. And uh, like, it's just a sneak peek of what we could expect from the album. So, uh, what's some more like that we could talk about the album? I know uh, it's coming out really soon. And what else could fans expect from this? Because I know we talked about those three uh, singles, a little more upbeat, tempo, dancey. What else could the the world expect from that? Or I should say my well, peeps. <laughs> Let me talk about that first. Yeah. I, th- I, think, I, th- I think for sure they can definitely expect a creative side of Ultimatum that they haven't heard before. We, we've we tried different things with the rest of the way this album worked out, and it's just it's just different. I mean, like, personally, like, as a collective, we all listen to many different styles of music, and this album alone, you know, I can guarantee you, you won't find anything like it. You won't hear anything like it. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be shocking when uh, our audience members hear it even when we heard it back we're like is that us <laughs> to a degree right so uh yeah i know it's gonna be great man we're really excited about it yeah and i think too like the, the it, you know to, to go back to the artwork point is that it for for us as artists it's really important that we have like a solid representation art and music because that's always that was always important to me growing up i I'd get into my dad's record collection and I just stare at like the albums, right? Like the album cover, even before I listened to the music, right? Even before I heard the music or, or I was able to put those, those two together. Um, so it, for me, like it's, it's such a vivid picture. Like I feel like the artwork and the music and the image and everything need to kind of be cohesive and go together. And I think like, once again, I think Bianca kind of, she, she gave us the artwork early on in the project. So I think that that subconsciously inspired some of the sound that went behind the, the music. Um, and, um, you know, to Brandon's earlier point, some of the songs on the album, like Blind Through Time, which is going to be the fourth single, um, it's track five, I believe, on the album. And it's uh, just so different. Like it's it, we don't have any verses like the verses are just instrumental, yeah. but the choruses are massive. Like we, we it, you know, we uh, intentionally kept the verses out of that song because the instrumentation kind of carries the song. But the, when the chorus hits, because there's no sung verses, it just it big it's probably the biggest chorus in the whole album so i'm really excited and once again that's a different approach because we didn't sam didn't sing verses in that song so um just because we loved the way that the music was kind of flowing right and that's i know you know that's our producer's favorite song on the album so um you know and then there's some that are just like they have piano little pretty piano gaps and then bam it kicks in with the you know full full sound right it sounds like it's going to be a ballad and then it takes a side side swipes you right so mm-hmm. um yeah i think what to expect on the album like just to try to sum it up it's it's a lot about relationships kind of some of the darker you know haunting elements of relationships and mm-hmm. also some of the more dysfunctional elements of relationships that you know we all ex- have experienced at some point in time and um you know just to be able to kind of marry those two together and take you on on a bit of a journey but doing it in a way where it, it kind of encapsulates a bunch of different styles but keeping that tempo high 
so it's that consistent up-tempo like we don't have one specific song on the album that's just a slow ballad we have songs that have bell- ballad qualities to them but then it kicks it up again right they we were trying we were trying to basically be a melting pot and trying to take as many different sounds like a lot of late 90s it's been those singles have been compared to kind of like late 90s rock slash techno kind of feel which is cool because my favorite era right there (laughs) yeah we grew like we we were kids we were kids at that time right we grew up listening to all sorts of stuff Mm -hmm. right because the 90s were very diverse so to be compared to that um, both from a visual standpoint in terms of like the single artwork that we've released but also the music uh, that's really cool you know it's that's really cool for me because it's people have said that sounds like they've heard it before but it sounds brand new so it's it's original enough that it, they can't compare it to anything, but it's familiar enough that they can relate it back to a specific feeling that's a bit nostalgic for them, which once again, we didn't set out to do that. Like that was not our goal. But the fact that that happened is actually really, actually really cool for us as artists, right? Because it, it shows that we're bringing something new to the table still, but we're also leveraging those influences from all angles and creating something brand new with our signature sound behind it, kind of driving it, right? That's so true. And uh, I'm definitely, I relate to the album so much because <laughs> if I wear this heart, uh, broke thing right there, went through a nice little breakup. <laughs> and, uh, it was hard, but, you know, it happens in life. And that's why I like, I really like that the album is like that, but it's not like, a, like on that, like, you're going to be so depressed and, you know, missing your loved one so much, you know? I mean, sure, there's going to be moments in there, but like, it's like I said, more upbeat, you know, it's kind of like that when you're in that weird stage of like, you know, you're moving on, but it's like, you know, you still remember like, I guess kind of like the lessons that you learned, you know, from that relationship and like, I'm going to apply that to, you know, <laughs> moving forward. So it's, it's real yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Very cool. And I love that song you, you sent me because I think like when, um, I think it was like a minute. I was, I was trying to time it. I listened like back like three times. I was like, I think it was like a minute and four seconds before like I even heard like the first like <laughs> first. And I was because first I was like, I was like, wait, what is this an instrumental only? Like, wait, wait, hold on. And I'm like, this is really good. I'm sitting there just bopping like that. I was to my car and I was like, oh wait. And I was like, oh okay, here we go. <laughs> like, I love it, guys. That was, that was real cool. I love that touch because I don't. At least in my memory, I can't remember anyone really doing anything like that in probably ever like where you go like a little beyond a minute and you're just vibing to the music like that is really cool guys before you hear your first verse awesome thank you and we, thank and we you. actually it's it's about halfway through the album right it's track five so mm-hmm. it, it kind of it's it's in a good place on the album where it can kind of you know we wanted to we wanted to just do something different with that song because it just sounds different you know it's got a bit of a techno build that kind of comes in and then when the chorus hits it's like you know, it, it just, it's, it's big, right. It, it's a big chorus. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, to your point too, Alvin, like, um, you know, we wanted to take like all of the elements of kind of, well, Sam, in terms of lyrically, I, I think he was drawing from past experiences, right. And kind of, he writes very honestly in his lyrics. So he writes very open and honest um, enough though, that it's relatable to everyone. Right. And it's not so doom and gloom, but it it connects in a different way. Right. Because there's so many different elements to relationships, whether it's in a, you know, a partner relationship or whether it's in just relationships in life period. Right. Like there's love, there's loss, there's all of these things that, that go on in relationships. So the, one of the, one of the great ways that he writes lyrics, in my opinion, is the fact that it's very, very relatable and it's personal to each individual that listens to the music. Right. Because he might have been experiencing something in that moment or Brendan or myself or James 
and and we we write very open and honestly, but it um it can translate to people in a different way. So it almost doesn't really matter what he was thinking or feeling at that time. It's what the listener is is feeling as a result of his open and honest writing, right? And then musically, you know, Brendan and I kind of take the reins on that for the most part, and with Russ, with Russ's help as well, our producer, and we uh you know we try to write just you know, very, very creatively and differently and just outside of the box and challenge, we challenge each other too, right? Like, cause Brendan will come up with, I'll, I'll come up with this instrumentation and think, okay, I have no idea what Brendan's going to do now. Right. And then Brendan sits behind the drums and it just pops, right. He'd just come up with something that I didn't expect. Um, track three, uh, last chance it's called was a really good indication of that. Cause he just puts these huge drums on there and I did not expect it. And it made that song so epic. Like it just made it just huge right i thought that was going to be like the ballad of the album and no it was just it kind of almost comes in with like a breakdown feel <laughs> right out of the right out of the gate which is which i was like oh man that is so awesome right so you see it to come to life and you see it take form and it's like oh that's you know and then james of course like you know coming in and they're adding his his bass flair to, to the whole mix right and mm. it's uh yeah it's really it's really cool to just kind of push each other but you know, that's one of the things that we try to do is we try not to, uh, you know, we try not to kind of look at the last album. We try to kind of all get together and brainstorm where we want to go and, and and what we wanted to do. Like the boundaries we set for ourselves is to create an up-tempo, dancey rock album. And that was it. And then everything else was fair, bare. like we could just go, go and do whatever we wanted. And we don't try not to stifle each other's ideas. Just like, let's just explore them and see what happens. Mm. right and then if it doesn't work back to the drawing board and that's totally fine if it does work though it's going to be something incredibly different and then that excites us right Wh whose idea and, was it first to, to start um in my blood like to have that like kind of like relationship um key factor to it that's probably, a good i think it would have been sam i'd be thinking shout out to you sam <laughs> yeah. if you're watching yes. yeah. Yeah, if you're watching it, your, your singles help me out <laughs> yes um i don't like i know brendan russ and i were primarily the ones behind the decision making process of this album for the most part like obviously james james was a big big key role in that too but um it was primarily um you know the three of us making those decisions so we were the ones that kind of pick pick and chose what singles we wanted to release and and what that was going to look like because it's funny because sam would like for this album sam would send a little snippet of a piano thing or whatever and um with some vocals behind it right not even finish just you know a melody or like a chorus or whatever and we would listen to it and basically we could make that whatever we wanted right like we could have made this whole album really really slow and you know ballad based but we we chose not to do that right so we chose uh in my blood well it wasn't a conscious thing it was more just kind of like i liked the melody that that he had for the, the first and then brendan and i built it into what it is now and it just had such a touch such a dancey like radio friendly song feel to it so we, we had to release that right like um and then run from you i think that was an important first one because that got people's attention because the last album was kind of more soft and ballad driven and artistic and run from you was like the complete antithesis of that right it was where it was just very very heavy and yeah uh, yeah yeah so we wanted to make a statement with that song and then in my blood was kind of like okay well this is the sure shot kind of you know like radio friendly i think people are gonna like this for the most part mm -hmm. and then uh and then upon yourself was like one of my personal favorites so i was pushing to get that one out there because i just thought people would would like it right and um and then uh yeah and then we just kind of went from there 
also, and I love Upon Yourself. Uh, Brent, Brendan, is that actually one of your favorites too from the album? Upon Yourself, definitely one of my favorites. I like it. I It's one of my favorites because it's the most challenging to play. <laughs> I like the challenge aspect of it. It's not like um, the way these songs are challenges me every time I sit behind my drum set. <laughs> so it's uh, I like the challenge aspect of it. I just, I, I've, um, I, per, I perform, I'm doing different things with my set that challenges me every time. So it's like, I have to really focus when I get in there, you know? So it, uh, it just um, helps us grow as musicians. That's why I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Definitely. Definitely. It's always about growth, man. And um, actually another thing too, that I, um, I wanted to ask you guys, like, I know the job coming out, but collaborations, like, do you guys plan on doing any collaborations with other bands pretty soon? Or do you guys just want to stick to doing your own thing for the time being? It's an interesting question, actually. Um, we, we've boom. talked. <laughs> we, 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 it's definitely been tossed around the studio between the three of us, but uh, nothing is set in stone yet about that. Okay. Yeah, we want to, uh, we want to experiment with that. Uh, we, we have something that's in the works, actually. James, our bass player, kind of suggested it as a possible idea. And we all really kind of liked it is that, you know, we, we were thinking about even just getting other artists like from local bands that we really, you know, admire and, and pulling in kind of uh, a person to, you know, be featured on a song, whether it's a, a bass player, a singer, a guitar player. And we would let them kind of almost do like a bit of a cover thing, right, where we'd you let them pick a cover, come in, sing it, or, you know, play guitar on it, or like there, like there wouldn't be any hurt feelings on our end, right? Like we want to kind of, it would be almost like a bit of a, a cover thing. And then we were talking also about like it being called a double EP. So where we have um, oh, kind of really one, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one grouping of, and that's our, that's James, our bass player. I, he gets full credit for that idea. Um, but he, yeah, James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the, uh, He's the strategist behind the scenes that that helps us with all of these things and uh, comes up with these cool ideas. And um, so we we were thinking about too just making uh like a, like the first EP being songs that didn't make the album because there's a couple that didn't make the album in, in demo form and and mixed with maybe some older songs that we bring back and release that on a small collection of music. And then the double EP being the covers portion where we pick you know a singer who comes in or a bass player who comes in or whoever. And uh, would would select a cover song, and then we would do it with them in our studio, and then that would be kind of like the part two of the EP. But we still haven't ironed that stuff out. We we're going to be discussing more kind of future plans, but we're just waiting till this album goes out, and then having conversations around the album. And um, we have another show lined up, which is going to kind of I think awesome. act as a bit of a, a virtual album release show on November twenty sixth here at Atmos. Uh, in Thunder Bay, and we're really looking forward to that. We're playing with, I think, three other bands that we respect, you know, totally respect. So we're we're excited for that for that show. But beyond that, I think we all have to get together and just kind of figure out, okay, well, what does the next project look like? We haven't really ironed out those details. There's a lot of possibilities, like the ones that we just mentioned. But um, yeah, it's hard to say. It's always weird in between transition, eh? Like you know, just finishing a project and then the idea of possibly starting another project. Like we don't want to necessarily jump right into something. Yeah, we want to, yeah. you know, ensure that this album has longevity because we we are so pumped about it and believe so much in it. But also we're trying to also forecast like what, where do we want to go next? You know, I think that's just natural because we're all very creative and um, driven people for the most part. Right. So we want to just think about, you know, what's next for ultimatum. Right. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. I was gonna say, what is what is that like? Like when you um, you know, you drop you drop your album. Of course, you do all the promotion, you know, uh, pre album posts, and then it's like, okay, now what, guys? Like, like how, how does that really work? I, I, like, I'm just really like fascinated about that, especially when you have like you know a whole band when it's like you know you ever ran into that where it's like you're ready and then like there's like ah eh, not yet guys or like how's that whole like when it's time it's time the transition to let's start the new project it it's certain it's for us it certainly seems like sam will come up with the ideas and he'll send us a little snippet of what he's working on in an email right and then we'll we'll take that to the studio and we will literally just start building it you know there's a that's that's the way it usually works. Or sometimes Cam will sit down, he'll have an idea. Sometimes I'll have a drum beat and I'll just be rat-a-tatting away, but yeah, I'll buy my <laughs> drums and Cam will just start jamming and uh, we, we literally create songs just on the thin air. We don't have, we a, set. Don't have a, set, a set date that we're gonna like start creating new something new. We just it's just we just let it flow and create. Yeah, we don't have a set formula, right? Like in the past, like there's been times where you know I've kind of written all the music and and then the vocals have gone on after in the past mm -hmm. the last two albums were different because we were you know right in the midst of covid right mm -hmm. so there was some leniency in terms of you know the only one of us who had the ability to you know write different ideas at home like had the, the equipment and the setup was was sam just because he had that ability aside because we were all trying to isolate at that time just to ensure that we weren't you know we were doing our part um so mm -hmm. we're we're going to shift that focus obviously so there was so he could for us to continue to go through COVID, we would get together at the studio where it made sense for us to, right? Like based on the, you know, the Ontario health kind of piece. And um, so so Sam would send us ideas and it allowed us to take these little snippets of ideas. And then when, when we were able to get together at the studio and it made sense, then Brendan and I would go in the studio and we, we'd build these songs into, you know, full blown finished songs, right? Yeah. Going forward, we're going to get back to like a format of us all kind of getting together in the studio and um, doing that together. Right. I think because I think that cohes that cohesion is really important and, it, and you don't hear it on the album. It sounds very cohesive, but we're we need to get back to that. Right. Like we're, we're at that stage now where it makes sense to get back. We should all be getting back in the studio and kind of creating music together, you know, and have that cohesion. But um, it's it's interesting because I don't. Like we're a very, we're, we're, we've been called a prolific band, like, because we write, we release something and we go right back to the drawing board and we start writing a new thing. So it varies, but it usually starts with like a sit down, like, like we'll release an album. We'll kind of have conversations like we're having with you right now. And we'll really try to push it in terms of like promotion and media and all of those things to really kind of, you know, hype up the album. But then usually we'll get together and we'll sit down and we'll have a conversation around what we kind of envision for the next album, right? All of us, like we, we throw a bunch of ideas in a hat basically. And um, we all just kind of, you know, work, work it I out. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or sometimes it happens very organically, right? Like the last two albums, I think were very premeditated between Sam and I, we, we had a chat about born in the afterglow when we, we knew, I knew that one was going to be very, you know, he sent a lot of piano ideas and I knew that was going to be basically up to Brendan and I and James to be able to kind of dictate what songs were going to be heavier, what songs were going to be lighter, like how how the pacing was going to go, uh, which I absolutely love. Um, and then same with this with this album, too. I mean, it was very much like like a premeditated thing that we wanted to have an up tempo dance rock album that sounded very different than anything we've ever heard. And I feel like, you know, we, we achieved that. Right. And it was very important that the music 
you know, between Brendan and I and Russ getting together. And of course, James midweek, just making sure that that was, was represented musically. And then whatever Sam put on in terms of lyrical content was just at that point was secondary to me because we had already achieved our goal in terms of creating that thing that we we set out to create before we actually sat down and started writing in my blood. Right. So um, now I don't know where we're going next. I, like I said, aside from that double EP idea that we were throwing around, like, um, like that was like breaking news too for us. I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. We haven't even talked to some of the people in the back. <laughs> so this is insider information, but it's, uh, no, it's good. Cause I mean, we're at that stage now again, where there's no ideas that are off the table, which is nice. Right. Like, like I said, we don't want to stifle our growth and, you know, we don't want anything holding us back from moving forward. So we want to, you know, um, aside from that, that idea of just doing the double EP piece, we haven't really talked much about, um, the creative vision that we're going to move forward to next time. I'm sure we're going to be, you know, in the near future, we're probably going to have a, a sit down, but right now our main, our main focus, our, you know, our main focus is primarily pushing this album right and really promoting it on our social media really promoting it and just you know getting it circulated around the globe so and and i love like like we mentioned last time i absolutely love hearing what people have to say pro or con right about the new album i i always love like that that feedback is so vital for us um with our listeners so definitely and i and i love it and i i can't wait for this whole album to come out and it should be up by the time this interview is dropping so i'm you got all the support from the people's choice podcast family all my peeps we're definitely pushing it out there because you guys got a message that the world really needs to hear and if we can switch gears a little bit i want to talk more about your uh, upcoming performances coming up pretty soon that's pretty cool is if i'm not mistaken i don't think it is but is this the first time you guys gonna be performing like post COVID, where it's like not so like restricted so much or is this like um i'm trying to think i don't see a lot of you guys instagram posts but uh, is this the first one or, or is not no, it it is it is in the ultimatum sense. We we did this. Okay. There's a ca- Canadian band called the Tragically Hip, and we we've been doing like um, and they're a classic Canadian band. We've been uh, we've played a few shows um around that because we we've done it for uh, Gord da- Gord Downey, the singer who passed away. We've done it for his charity. So all the proceeds that we collect in those shows go to his charity. So we've played a couple of those. Um, tr- one on Canada Day and one on. Um, there was, it was piggybacking off a fest, a big festival that was here in Thunder Bay called Wake the Giant. Um, and we, uh, you know, we have a lot of fun doing that. And our bass player actually sings in that show because he sounds a lot like Gord Downey. So, um, it's, so it's really fun. Right. And Brendan played drums on one of those, but Sam wasn't represented in in that, but, um, it's, uh, those, we, so we played two shows so far, but this is the first official ultimatum show awesome. that we've played post covid and we were supposed to play one actually it was is going to be a huge festival in in thunder bay that the city was putting on um at uh, one of our parks 100 year celebration or 101 year celebration and it was going to be huge it was like a four day festival and unfortunately that fell through uh due to lack of funding around covid um but we um are going to take something similar like a similar set we're going to play it at this new club which is called atmos um, which is a kind of a newer club in Thunder Bay. And uh, we're playing with an, uh, three other amazing bands, um, other just phenomenal, amazing bands. Um, t- there might be more. I don't know. It's kind of in the early stages of the planning. 
Um, but we're uh, we're excited because, like I said, I want to kind of you know promote our our album there as kind of like an unofficial official CD release release party kind of thing. So, um, but we're really excited for that because it's a new venue that we've never played at before. Um, it's more of like a dance kind of vibe from what I'm told is like a kind of a bit of a club. A lot of DJs go there. So we've kind of designed an up-tempo dance rock set list to, <laughs> to, to kind of match the venue. Um, so it, we're really, really excited for that. That's the 26th of November, that that's scheduled for. So. So I'm like, cannot wait. And Brendan, make sure you hold on to those drumsticks, all right? <laughs> so inside yeah. of all my peeps, yeah. you got to watch the first one to get that insider. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll try, Alvin. Uh, <laughs> uh, and um, and that's, that story was so funny. I know we, we talked a little bit about that last one um, from the last interview we had. I got to ask just some more, because I feel like you guys got some more like funny stories from like just since you guys been together since like 07. So like, can I ask for just like one more from each of you guys, like a funny story before we end up wrapping up? Brennan, you go. go, you go first. First. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay, well, I got, I, I have one and it goes way back. I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I talked about this one. Oh. So Cam has a, uh, when we were, okay. So when we started as a band, Cam, we used to jam at Cam's parents' house all the time, right? And his parents have a treadmill. <laughs> and uh, so sure enough, we're like, we're like rocking out. We're having a good time. And just, I don't know. I decided to go for a run on this treadmill and just crank it up full speed as soon as the song was done. And I started getting winded. I uh, definitely overestimate how far I can actually run on a treadmill. And... So there's and there's this bar that goes across and my knee ended up smack my my knee ended up smacking it and it came up and it hit me right in the head and I went flying off the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> I got stuck against the wall. It was uh, that was painful. Like and obviously everybody else was just killing themselves laughing. And uh yeah, that's that's my story. <laughs> that was a pain that was a painful treadmill accident. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I, I, we have so many stories, so many stories. Like, I don't know if I told you this, maybe I'll go with a different one this time or whatever. Brendan does some weird stuff in his sleep, like, like really, really (laughs) odd. Let's turn to the pick on Brendan uh, episode. Yeah. 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 He's following that same theme, right? He, he's a big angry and I don't know where that comes from, but, um, he did a few things. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the caffeine piece, but I, I know that it (laughs) He did a few weird things like like in passing, like when we were teen, in our teen years and we would, you know, he'd sleep over at my place or whatever because we'd be jamming, right? We'd take the school bus the next day. Like Brendan and I are like brothers, right? We've been together the longest. We're the co-founders of this whole thing. And uh, so anyways, it came to a head when we were on a, our Ontario tour in 2014 because he would do some, like I did not want to like sleep in the same room as him because he would do some <laughs> really weird shit. Like, like anime. <laughs> Like almost like almost like you'd have to like like he has to be awake doing this because there's no way he's doing this like in his sleep, right? <laughs> so one of the members of the group or whatever, he he's you know, he was taking he's a uh diabetic, I guess. He so he was taking his shots, right? Mid uh midnight, and I was kind of like half asleep. And so he's taking the shot or whatever, and Brendan sits up and makes this like god awful sound, like like some sort of demon, like just <laughs> like he just comes up and he makes the sound. <laughs> I can't even mimic it. And then he starts looking like, like angrily at, at, you know, our web designer at the time or whatever. And he's putting this insulin needle in his stomach and he's like, what the hell buyers? Right. And Brendan talks his arm back 
And it's like he's like swinging it around like this, ready to smack him. And he's sleeping, like he's dead sleeping. And then he makes this weird sound and he falls back asleep. And he would just move stuff like a garbage pail and all these things. But he would do it so aggressively and angrily that by the end of the tour, I did not want to be in the same room as him at all. I had to one more time at James's family's house in, in Aurelia because we were sleeping in the basement. And I had nowhere else to go. Right. So unfortunately, I once again, he was just doing all kinds of weird like exorcist exorcism kind of stuff in his sleep, like flopping around and making sounds. What, like, even in Aurelia? Yeah. Yeah. In the oh, basement. Yeah. OK. Yeah. You were saying all sorts of like, I, I swear you were speaking Latin or something <laughs> but doing it in the most horrifying way. Right. Like it was something out of a horror movie. But I saw I, I, that. I try to put it in there so I could paint the picture because, yeah, that's. That's yeah, no, I loved I loved how you edited the last one. It was really really cool because it was like it would he would come up on the screen when we were talking about him or yeah. <laughs> that comedic comedic <laughs> mind to it, right? <laughs> yeah. And guys, thank you so much for for being back on the show. We talked a lot about your upcoming album and my blood. You guys pick up pick up that copy. You'll love to see a copy. Look, see we're talking about album covers. I'm thinking old school. I know most of you just listening on Spotify and other things, but definitely check out in my blood. Can't wait for you guys. This performance coming on November 20th. Is there any last thing you guys would like to say uh, to all my peeps and new audience before uh, we wrap up here? Uh, yeah, just, you know, we appreciate all the support from you, Alvin, and, you know, your viewers and, and loyal listeners. And um, yeah, we just, we, we love hearing, like I said before, we love hearing the feedback um, on Instagram is probably the best way at this point to get a hold of us. We have a website. We have, you know, all the different socials, but Instagram is probably the one that we stay most up to date with. So we, like I said, we love, absolutely love hearing feedback from, from different people all over the, all over the world. And like I said, pro con, whatever, you know, if the music makes you feel a certain way or you take the time to check out a single or the album, hugely, hugely appreciated. So we just appreciate anyone who's taken the time out to, you know, listen to any of the singles so far and the people who will take the time out to listen to the album. We, we want to hear we want to hear from you right we want to hear that feedback because it's so vital for us as artists to kind of um you know kind of have a pulse check on how people feel around the art that we're creating right so brendan you have any final yeah. thoughts <laughs> uh, i just like yeah just i want to thank everybody who has supported us through everything we have done all these years because without without them and without, you know, I'm meeting all the amazing people like Alvin and everyone else to help get our name out there, we wouldn't be where we are. So thank you to all of you. Definitely. And I'll make sure to put all you guys' uh, socials and uh, website in the description for all my peeps to check them out. Ultimatum, such a great band. Like, I don't, it's like to hard balance that if someone interacts with me, what are they better as, like, human beings or music i'm like man they're both up here you guys are all oh, thank welcome. you brother yeah no thank problem, you bro man you guys are always welcome on the show i'm really really happy for you guys man you guys continue to grind like i said it'll all be in the description check out their uh singles as well one of my favorites in my blood upon us and run from or well, run from you make sure i get that right <laughs> man i cannot <laughs> wait man for you guys to really blow up man for real and you know all success and blesses and and good luck, especially with this coming out. Uh, ultimatum, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome, thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, y'all. You guys have a great one, man. Too. All right, you too.